Welcome, 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 everyone. I am not Kane Fassell, but I am Shane Hallam, and I am here with Nelly for the Debbie Marketplace podcast. Kane is on his monthly vacation, as we joked in our second podcast. He is uh, maybe slightly inebriated in Mexico right now. So, which Nelly may have made for a fun show, to be honest. Yeah, it's a shame we couldn't get him on here. Um, he's been dropping us some messages. He's been pretty active in the Discord in the evenings. And then uh, this morning he he replied to some of his messages saying he didn't remember se- sending them. So join the Discord. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good wor- fun. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. it for that. Uh, I apologize if there's no, you know, if the, the banger song at the beginning did not play FF Man Bun. Still, still repping that, but uh, Kane has access to it, and I don't. I don't think he could. He could get this pot up, so uh, I just put it up early. You got a little bit early. That that's what you got instead. Um, so you can enjoy that. Uh, yeah, we, we uh we debated singing it and and trying to to make it work on our end, but we decided against that ultimately. You know what? We should have. I should have. We should get the karaoke track. I think we should ask <laughs> FF Man Bun for it. That's 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 what the FF Expo needs. You know, Sunday night karaoke. Um, we, we could drop the Debbie Marketplace banger song. I like that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but last week we did a three round Debbie mock draft. So we discussed and uh, put on Twitter. You know, if you want. More rounds, let us know. And people let us know. They wanted more rounds. So I know it's no Kane. So, uh, you know, Shudder Sanders, thankfully, he's already drafted. Kane already got him. So he's not, you know, going here. <laughs> but if you want to know who went in the first three rounds, you can check out last week's podcast. I suggest listening to that first. Uh, if you are a member of the Discord and a member of our Secret Shoppers program, it's only 25 bucks a year. We did drop the text link so you can follow along as well. Um, but yeah, w- w- let's get into it now because we got we got a lot of a lot of picks to make, and we're going to be going rapid fire, not rapid fire. But we're going back and forth, and then we'll, we'll probably we'll do rounds four and five. We'll rapid fire round six, and uh, be good to go. So you had the first pick last time you took. You know, Caleb Williams at that first pick, but now four hundred one. Who are you taking here? Yeah, so I think there's a bunch of good second year running backs still left on the board. I was debating between a couple here, but I, I'm ultimately going with Trevante Citizen, running back out of Miami. Uh, Citizen barely played. I, he didn't play at all last year. He had a knee injury, but he was one of the top uh, incoming recruits. He was he's he's got good size. I think he's in the two ten to two twenty range. He's a good receiver out of the backfield, and he was recruited by the staff at Miami. Um, and all the backs that were in there previously, because they had some talent there, they all left because I think Citizen is presumed to be the future there. Um, so I think he's got a ton of ceiling. Um, I like him here at the 401. No, I, I think it's a great pick. Um, Kane mentioned him as, as a buy last week, I believe, in the buy and sell segment. So I, I'm in because he does look like the starter. And go back and watch some Trevante Citizen high school highlights, and I think – you'll be in too. Uh, I, I'm going to stick with the second year running back trend. And at the 402, I'm going to take Katron Allen running back out of Penn state who I forgot last week. I would have taken him in the top three rounds. He's actually my 15th ranked player in Debbie. I think people are criminally low on Katron Allen. I think there are legitimate games where he looked better than Nick Singleton. I'm not saying that he is better than Nick Singleton, 
but there's no reason we had Nick Singleton going at the 107. That Katrin now should go at the 402. There's that wide of a difference between them. So I probably would take him more in the early third round uh, in the, you know, Will Shipley, Cedric Baxter, that kind of range. Yeah, he's who I was debating with at the 401. I just, with Allen, I think he's really talented. It's just, it's going to be super interesting to see how that backfield plays out going forward. I think that's going to be a fun storyline. I can't wait for the Ronnie Brown Cadillac Williams. You know, it's it's the old school Auburn backfield at Penn State this year. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lofty comp. Um, All right, 403, let's stick with that 2025 class. I'm going wide receiver. I'm going Ted McMillan out of uh, Arizona. Um, Very high recruit. I think he was a five-star fringe, four or five-star across services. Uh, six foot five, two hundred five, and came in and produced right away. Put up over seven hundred yards as a freshman. And yes, it's Arizona, but he competed with two very legit wide receivers uh, on his way to that production. So I think he's pretty legit. He's gone a little bit under the radar. Shades of Drake London in his game at that size. With his, he's got some yak ability. So um, yeah, I like him here. I mean, McBillan's good and. For you know, an Arizona receiver too. I, I'm going to stick th- with the Arizona trend here, and I'm going to take former Arizona wide receiver uh, Dorian Singer, who I think is super intriguing. Um, I don't know, super intriguing to me. Dorian Singer is going to USC, made the transfer, potentially taking the place of Jordan Addison, and so. If you give me a guy, this is one of Nelly's guys. I mean, Nelly, you were on him well before any of us were, so I have to give you credit. But Singer, legitimate option in Arizona, putting up numbers. Now he's going to go into Lincoln Riley's offense or step into that role. I think Dorian Singer is going to be an absolute stud. Uh, for four or four, uh, I'm, I'm all in. I would have been happy with Dorian Singer in the late third for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of peeved. I was definitely going him with my next pick. I, do, I think you're looking at my sheet. I'm not. I'm not. I swear. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Um, I'm kind of going in a similar vein with this next pick here. Uh, another transfer. Um, Dominic Lovett transferring from Missouri to Georgia. I think he's in the similar vein where he was super productive last year at Missouri. Kind of under the radar because it was Missouri, but still the SEC doubled Luther Burns production who went two, three rounds ago. Um, another one of Kane's great picks. Um, but um, I think he's going to be the guy at Georgia. We haven't seen someone be the guy in recent years, but I wonder if that's more because of talent rather than situation. And we also, Tom Monken's probably on his way out. So I'm not as worried about the Georgia kind of, spread the ball offense as that we've seen in the past. And they, they lost some guys. They lost some guys to the portal. They brought in the guy, Rara Thomas, who just, who just got arrested. So there's opportunity there for, for Dominic Lovett to, to be a, be a star. I like Dominic, Dominic Lovett. And I, I know how good Stetson Bennett was at Georgia, not to put down Stetson Bennett, who also was arrested uh, this past week, just to keep that theme going. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, but honestly, Carson Beck might end up being better for fantasy and ultimately Debbie production at Georgia at quarterback. I think quarterback could be part of the issue. Maybe Dominic Love becomes his target. I'm up at the four of six. 
I, I kind of like when you get to the late rounds of Debbie drafts to take some quarterback dart throws, uh, especially on some older guys that probably have a floor and maybe are going to have a, a sell window at some point. So at the four or six, I'm going to take Michael Penix quarterback out of Washington was getting day two hype coming into this past year. Really good season for Washington for Penix bringing back his receivers who maybe we'll see in this draft and Roma Dunze and Jalen McMillan, that Washington offense is going to be humming. I, I think there's a realistic chance for Michael Penix to be that older quarterback talked about as a potential first round pick, worst case top 50 pick and give you some super flex love. Cause as always, I didn't mention it. The super flex tight end premium draft. I'll take Michael Penix at the four Oh six. Uh, love that pick. That often, I mean, Washington's going to be so good this year. I, I'm very excited. They brought back everyone. They brought in a couple transfers too. They, uh, Dominic Johnson from from Mississippi State, good running back. It's going to be fun. Uh, 407. Let's go. Let's hit our second tight end of the draft. JT Sanders at Texas. Uh, going to be his third year. He's a former five star recruit, but was an athlete. Was originally supposed to play D end. Um, so he kind of flew under the radar. Once he switched full-time to tight end this past year, he exploded. He's a great athlete. He's great with the ball in his hands. Texas schemes the ball to him all the time. Um, lots of drags and, and screens for him. And he takes advantage of it. He's super athletic. He's going to te- test off the charts. Uh, I think he's a pretty clear Debbie tight end too right now. I'm, I'm with you. I think JT Sanders is – is the Debbie tight end too? Because no one else is super thrilling. Michael Trigg didn't have the year that we wanted last year. So I, I, I like that pick. It's definitely a good shot to take. I, I don't know. I, I, look, I, I guess I'm going to do it. I'm just going to be old man quarterback here. Uh, 408, give me Bo Nix, quarterback out of Oregon. I, I don't think it's a bad strategy for next year's class um, to take some of these older quarterbacks. But Skabonix had a great year. Same, same, it's just Michael Penix all over again. Maybe the offense isn't as good next year for Oregon, but you still have Troy Franklin there with Bonix. You still know the system's going to be in place. You're facing Pac 12 defenses. But outside of Caleb Williams and Drake May, I don't think we know much about this quarterback class next season. And I would expect a lot of preseason lists are going to have both Michael Penix and Bonix and the top five quarterbacks for the 2024 NFL draft. If that's the case, you will be able to sell them for more than you drafted them for. I'll take Bonix at the 408. I'll tell you what, Shane, I love that pick. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna take uh Michael Penix and, and go on your way, and I would be able to take him a little bit later because I think they're very similar. I'll take Nix over Penix, except well, I would have before all the offseason stuff happened. I think Penix is probably in line for a better year this upcoming year but i think they're both intriguing bo nicks former five-star guy like the nfl loves that pedigree it it doesn't leave a player if you would have told me last year i would draft bo nicks over tyler van dyke i would have called you absolutely insane <laughs> yeah oh, the trajectories of those two guys have been polar opposites <laughs> wow all right, 409. This is a bit of a fun one. Someone who probably wasn't even on Debbie Raiders last year. Trey Benson, running back at Florida State, um, exploded to end, to end the year this year. Um, he's a big back. Uh, he was a transfer from Oregon. He was a former four-star. Uh, this dude is, like, one of the best um, 
tackle breakers, uh, tackle evaders in, in, in the country, like breaks all the PFF metrics. He's like top five in the country. And I think forced tackles missed and broken tackles and yards after contact He's like similar to Javante uh, Williams play style in that sense. Um, they brought him back this year. The guy who he shared carries with at the beginning of the year, Trayshawn Ward transferred out. I think Trey Benson's going to be a big focal point of that offense. And that team's going to be good this year. Like, Florida State's going to be very good, and I think it's going to be built around him. And at that size, I think he has pretty good pro, pro potential. He, he dominated Florida. Uh, watching that game, he was impressive to me. I don't think I even have him on my Debbie rankings yet, uh, but I need, I need to get on that. Um, that's a good pick. And, and definitely Trey Benson's a name people need to be aware of. It's Florida State, I might pick him to win the ACC this year. But, oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Um, all right, four four ten is where I'm picking, and I'm going to go a little homer here. I am an Ohio State alumni, and I, I think drafting Ohio State wide receivers feels like a decent investment. You know, you, you get your Julian Flemings, who still might end up doing something, but I'm going to take Brandon Innes, a wide receiver, incoming true freshman for the Ohio State University. There's a couple receivers, as there seems to be every year now, that could buy to be the top guy. I don't think a lot of us had uh, – some people did. I don't think a lot of us had Jackson Smith and Jigba as the top of that class. Um, you know, Marvin Harrison is the top of that class. But uh, Innis looked good in you know the high school all-star game. Um, I know there's some, some sites out there that are not very high on him uh, in coming. On three specifically, he seems to not like Brandon this that much, but I, I'm in and uh, I'll, I'll take him. Yeah, this incoming wide receiver class is fun. I think there's a lot of guys who can have impacts. Um, 4-11, uh, I'm going back to the quarterback well. First time for me for this round. Uh, I know you drafted Jalen Milrow last draft. We're at the 311. I'll take Ty Simpson here at the 411. I think that that QB competition is probably as close to 50-50 as it gets. I think if Bama wants to reach their ceiling, I think Ty Simpson can elevate them to higher levels. He's a better passer than Jalen Milrow is. He's still a good athlete in his own right. Um, I I think at this pick, 50-50 to be a Bama starter as a true sophomore, as a former five-star recruit, I think that's pretty good value here. I'm Team Jalen Milrow, so get Ty Simpson out of, out, of, out of town over here. We'll see what happens. Whoever wins that job is going to be a value. I I mean, I probably took Jalen Milrow much earlier than you would have, Nelly. I recognize that. I took him at the 311 last week. But if you could get one of them at the end of the third and one of them at the end of the fourth, like I'll just take both. Yeah, it's not well, a bad strategy. One's one's on the trash heap, and one's probably a top fifty pick in the NFL. That's what I mean. If you were hitting fifty percent of your Devi picks at quarterback, you're doing a good job. So, so pro- probably worthwhile. Maybe worthwhile for the Ohio State quarterback position as well. Maybe we'll talk about that. Um, I'm up at the four twelve to end this round. I am going to take another Washington Husky. I'm going to take Roma Dunze, wide receiver out of Washington, who I mentioned before, to pair with Michael Penix. I mean, 
it's it's a little hard for me, I think, to choose which Washington receiver I want. I do think Adunze had some of the bigger plays and bigger games. I mean, it's an absolute dominant games. Both him and Jalen McMillan went for over a thousand yards. Um, but you know, Adunze had numerous hundred yard games, touchdown games, deep threat, very fast, six three, two hundred pounds. Roman Dunze looks like an NFL receiver. I'll take a shot at that upside at the 412. So let's recap uh, the fourth round here. Um, at the 401, we have Trevante Citizen running back Miami. Uh, at the 402, we have Katron Allen running back Penn State. At the 403, we have Ted McMillan wide receiver Arizona. At the 404, we have Dorian Singer wide receiver USC. At the 405, we have Dominic Lovett wide receiver Georgia. At the 406, we have Michael Penix quarterback Washington 407 we have Jatavian Sanders tight end Texas and the 408 we have Bo Nix quarterback Oregon 409 we have Trey Benson running back Florida State 410 we have Bryn Ennis wide receiver at the Ohio State University 411 Ty Simpson quarterback Alabama the 412 we have Roma Dunze wide receiver Washington all right, 501. Uh, similar to the Alabama quarterback situation, the running back situation is extremely murky. Uh, but that's a that's a source of a ton of value. So I'll take my pick of the favorites there. Jamorian Miller, uh, second-year running back, showed flashes this year in garbage time. Um, didn't play a ton, but, I mean, Jameer Gibbs was there, right? But uh, everyone else is still there. You know, like uh, uh, Jace McClellan, Roydell Williams, are bringing in two top – four rookie or uh, freshman running backs this year. Any of those five could conceivably leave, lead the team in, in carries this year. And it wouldn't surprise me, but I, I think Jamari Miller is my favorite of the bunch. He was a top recruit in his own right last year. He looked good when he, when he had opportunity, he has workhorse potential. Um, I think at this point is when I feel comfortable taking a shot on him. I know some people are higher, but I, I wouldn't do it until now. That's fair. I, I'm kind of staying away, which is probably a bad, uh, probably a bad thing to do. Staying away from the Alabama running backs, um, which is probably missing some value there. But the, you know, which is probably why you got him this late. Because you're right. I think some people really do like Jamarian Miller. I just, I just don't know if there's a great indication that he's the guy. It doesn't mean he's not, because there's no indication for anyone. But I don't know. It's it's scary. Um, it's a good pick at the 501. This is pretty late. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to take my third Washingtonowski <laughs> at the 502. I'll take Jalen McMillan, the other wide receiver from Washington. Uh, it, it, look, this was a legitimate Debbie pick when he was coming in after his freshman season, kind of fell off year two. And then last year, you know, year three was really good for Jalen McMillan. So, I think I think this Washington offense is going to be dynamic, and I think we see everyone's value increase. I'm excited to watch Washington football at one in the morning. I think it's going to be a fun season. Yeah, yeah, you you better be up, staying up for that. <laughs> uh, Five hundred three. Let's go right back to Alabama running backs. My next favorite of the group is Justice Haynes. I, the consensus number two running back in the incoming running back class, um, or incoming freshman class. Um, Evers was slightly undersized, but like he's still built. I think he's like five nine two oh five in that range off the top of my head. Um, he's an early enrollee, which the other incoming freshman Alabama running back Richard Young is not. So I think that gives him a little bit of an edge there. 
I'm just not confident in the two older guys, Roydell Williams and Chase McClellan, to hold off the two younger guys that I picked. It's fair. Um, I, I think Justice Haynes is probably the smart pick. I do kind of like Richard Young more, but you were correct that he's older, which could play a factor in that. I, I just think it's – I don't want to divert too much, but I feel like the incoming freshman running back group, I, I've watched uh, all the five stars and a good chunk of the four stars so far, and I, I'm just not differentiating a ton between these – Players in terms of talent, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what how, how you feel about it, Nelly. But I'm having some trouble, I guess, this year with this group. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I I can't pretend to be an expert on the incoming freshmen, um, but it seems as though it's a weaker class. Uh, that seems to be a consensus thought, just for the running backs. That after I think Cedric Baxter is thought of pretty highly, but after that, it's it's pretty tough. Yeah, Matt, Matt's fair. Um, oh, this is this is kind of rough. I'll, I'll take I'll take the next on my board, and I, I'm not like I still feel great about it. But he had such a good freshman season at the five hundred four. I'm going to take Jaden Ott, running back out of Cal, uh, and like I, I really like Jaden Ott. I think he's a very good player. I think he showed up in an offense that was pretty darn weak and ended up performing. The Cal running back situation is going to be, uh, you know, potentially wild, right? Then they brought they brought in some transfers. It looks like a weird amalgamation. Like, is is Jade not going to be the guy again? Is he not? I don't know, but your 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 boy, right? Byron Cardwell is there now. Yeah, and Justin Williams Thomas from uh, from Tennessee, who was also a top recruit. I think they want to run the ball fifty times a game. They lost their top <laughs> quarterback. They lost J. Michael Sturdivant. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, who, who needs the throw? Let's go back. You know, they, maybe they can run some triple option. Anyway, I think Jay Knott's talented. In the fifth round, I'll take a shot, but probably not too much higher with the Cal pedigree there. Um, I'm struggling here at the 505. I think it starts to become a pretty flat tier. Um, all right, let's go top of my board. Also doesn't feel great. I'm going Montreal Johnson running back at Florida. Uh, listen, we drafted Trevor Etienne two rounds ago, three rounds ago. Montreal Johnson is a year older, but he still was the lead back in that backfield this year. He still performed similar to, similarly to Trevor Etienne. I think they're pretty similar in talent level, and I think they're going to continue to share the load. But I, I do think Montreal will continue to be the 1A there, uh, and, and that holds value. They're going to run the ball a ton in Florida. They better not throw the ball a ton with Graham Mertz, um, but that's just in their nature. He's got good size. He had a good freshman year at, at, at Louisiana, solid sophomore year. I think I think he's going to be a pro. I, th- I think he is going to be a pro as well. I drafted a lot of Montreal Johnson and Debbie drafts last year. I anticipated a little better season, but he still was the lead back. You're right. Um, another grouping, I wouldn't mind grabbing both Etienne and Montreal Johnson. I feel like you can get some value there. That'd be a bad Devi strategy this year. At the 506, um, yeah, this this just doesn't look great. 
I'm going to take a guy. I actually have like way down my rankings and I need to bump up. But um, look, I think when you look at incoming freshmen, I'm not a big incoming freshman guy, even though I've drafted a couple and I'm probably going to maybe draft a couple more in this draft. We get the fifth or sixth round. I'm willing to take those chances. Um, the, the stars matter, right? Like the stars matter. And even if I don't love a guy, I'll take a five-star player over most four-star players. So I'm going to take Ruben Owens running back out of Texas A&M at the 506. It feels icky. It feels bad. Texas A&M, I don't really want a piece of that. I, I, I was all in on LJ Johnson. That's blown up in my face. But Ruben Owens switching from Louisville to Texas A&M is just for the money. People are saying, I don't know. But he's a, he's a five-star running back. In a group that we just talked about, the four stars are pretty pretty well aligned. There's one other one I really like. I might take at some point. But end of the fifth, give me the five-star guys. That offense is going to be better than than I think you think. I think Connor Wigman, Evan Stewart, I think those are pretty solid players. And, and uh, well, I mean, I, I better think that I drafted them both very early <laughs> in this draft. They have a good uh, offensive they, line, too. It's a really good And they brought in Bobby better. Petrino. Right. Yeah. So, so maybe that is the way to go. I mean, I, I, Owens might get a lot of playing time because they lost <laughs> everyone left there. Yeah, it's him. It's him or Le'Veon Moss, and and Le'Veon Moss didn't really do a ton last year. So, I think it, I think he is the inside track. Um, five oh seven. I'm gonna take a guy. I thought about him last time. Feels gross just because this isn't – you don't want to draft older players in, in Debbie. But Mayim Williams at Ohio State had a, had a great year. Um, stepped in for the most part because Travion Henderson was hurt. Um, that being said, I don't think he's going away. Like I, I think he's still going to, I don't know, maybe like a 60-40 split next year at Ohio State at, at the worst, if not 50-50. He, I, they're not going to keep him off the field. He's, he's a bowling ball. He's tiny in height, but he's like super stout. Um, I, again, like just being productive at Ohio state is such a good green flag as a prospect. Uh, it's like, if you can be good at a good school, NFL teams will love you. So it feels gross drafting a guy who's like the one B in a backfield and is a little bit older, but I, I think you have to here. I, yeah, he, he was, I don't know if I would have taken him next, but pretty darn soon. Cause you, and you don't get that size and and athleticism like he's really good in short space my Williams isn't going to run a fourth four but he's good in short space at his size I like that I'm going to take another running back here we're at the uh, 508 who I like was productive not a top school but I'm going to go Damian Martinez running back out of Oregon State I think we see some big production from him this year legitimate college fantasy football CFF stud potentially uh but I mean, the offense kind of ran through him at Oregon State. And when I watched him, I saw an NFL player. I don't know if it sticks, but uh, I will take now our sixth running back in a row in this draft at the 508. Take it seven. Marshawn Lloyd running back now at, at the real USC, formerly at the fake USC, South Carolina to Southern California. South Carolina fans not going to be happy about that. We're losing. Viewership. All two of them. Oh, no. Um, I apologize. I have no ill will towards South Carolina. <laughs> Damn, um, but 
that offense is going to be so good. And and I have to assume he's going to be the lead back. We saw what Travis Dye did until he got hurt this past year. I think Marshawn Lloyd's a better player than Travis Dye is. Uh, he was a former, I think, five stars in some services. If not, he was a, he was a very high four star. Uh, just dealt with injury the first couple of years, but he looked good in flashes when he was healthy this year at South Carolina. I think he can explode and be a big riser next year at you at, at Southern Cal. I don't think it's a given, but I, I think the potential is there. I, I love Marshawn Lloyd. I liked him coming in. He looked good. I'm with you. He looked good at South Carolina. Uh, if, if he if he wins that job, I'll be super excited. At the five ten, I'm going to break the running back streak, and uh, I'm going to go back to the um, whoops. I'll go back to the tight end well, I believe, yeah, and get the third tight, out, tight end off the board. And that's um, that's Jaheim Bell, tight end out of Florida State. Um, I, I think Jaheim Bell is really weird year, South Carolina. Jaheim Bell's running the football more than he was receiving it. Um, but, like, the talent two years ago, we saw it. He's kind of a big wide receiver playing tight end. I, I think Jaheim Bell gets – intriguing now in an offense that's actually going to utilize his talents i think he could be a big riser yeah hopefully they use him well but again that offense is going to be fun um let's stay away from the um let's stay away from the running backs we're not going back there let's go to wide receiver jerry and dickie incoming wide receiver at oregon uh incoming freshman wide receiver at oregon the sky is is this or the the ceiling is the sky here. This dude is is big. He's explosive. He's productive. His his comp on on uh, recruiting services is AJ Brown. He's built just like him, and, and I think that's legit. He's a top three wide receiver in the class. Besides Troy Franklin, that wide receiver room is wide open. They brought in a slot guy in Tez Johnson, um, but. Op, the the wide receiver the the guy playing out wide opposite of Troy Franklin is wide is wide open and I think Dickie could step in here right away he's an early enrollee um, I think this is a good upside shot I like I like that pick you know I'm down for taking this five star freshman this late I'm still not gonna take another one. Uh, This is tough because I do have a lot of guys on my board. I got some young, you know, I think we start getting late. It's like, do you balance the youth, the true freshmen with guys that were kind of old Debbie mainstays and maybe didn't perform quite as well. Or then I have guys that like, man, I think this will be a draft capital draft capital player. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go with one of kind of the old, I feel like it's like the old guard of Debbie here at the five twelve. I'm going to take Devin Neal, the running back out of Kansas. Um, a lot of people loved him coming in to college football. Great freshman season, um, ultimately. And then, you know, seemed to seem to ultimately, like, fall off, had the injury at the end of the year. Um, last season was splitting carries, wasn't doing much, blew up against Oklahoma State, and had some big games, had some bad games. But I think what Devin Neal's going to do at – 210 pounds he's listed he's really fast so if you can have that athleticism at that size maybe there's an nfl future there maybe he can blow up i think kansas is going to be pretty good and that could help Devin Neal as well so 
let's recap the fifth round here. The 501, Jamarian Miller running back Alabama. 502, Jalen McMillan, wide receiver Washington. Um, 503 is Justice Haynes running back Alabama. 504, Jaden Ott running back Cal. 505, Montreux Johnson running back Florida. 506, Ruben Owens running back Texas A&M. 507, Mayan Williams running back the Ohio State University. 508, Damian Martinez running back Oregon State. The 509 is Marshawn Lloyd running back USC. At the 510 is Jaheim Bell, tight end Florida State. The 511 is Jurian Dickey, wide receiver Oregon. And at the 512 is Devin Neal running back out of Kansas. Yeah, I, I like that. Real quick, I like that Devin Neal pick. I, I missed that he was still on the board. I have him ranked right above Montreal Johnson in my ranks, which feels about right. Yeah, so um, I mean, a fair fair spot for it. So let's let's yeah. hit the sixth round here. We'll we'll kind of rapid fire. I'll do a little better job of rapid firing myself. Uh, six oh one, Chris Marshall, new wide receiver at Ole Miss. Uh, former five star, he was the third ranked wide receiver in the class last year. Was at Texas A and M as a freshman. Flash production, uh, and then he got in trouble. He was smoking weed, which like if if you kicked if you knocked every player who smokes weed down your draft board, you'd knock half the draft board down. So it's a relatively harmless mistake. I still think he has a ton of potential. He's going to be catching balls from Spencer Sanders this year at, at Ole Miss. That wide receiver room's wide open. He can he can take control of it. At the 602, I'm going to take a Ronde Gadsden the second, son of one of my favorite Miami Dolphin receivers, Ronde Gadsden. Now, uh, this one's at Syracuse, kind of a tight end receiver hybrid, pretty productive. Uh, I think he's legitimate NFL talent. I love Gadsden. He's a fun one. Um, all right, we mentioned this guy a little bit earlier, Devin Brown, quarterback at Ohio State. I don't think he has – I don't think that the job is 50-50. I think Kyle McCord is the inside track there. But if Kyle McCord wins that job and has a good year, he's off to the NFL. Uh, and then we have the same situation again where Devin Brown is probably the inside track to be the starter at Ohio State, and that's super valuable. And you get the outside chance that he wins the job this year because he could be really, really good. Um, so I'll, I'm fine on that value fringe four or five star guy. At 604, I'm going to take another freshman running back that I like a lot. That's Roderick Robinson running back out of Georgia. He's probably my favorite four star running back out of the whole group. I think he's the next like Georgia legitimate running back after Branson Robinson. Uh, 605, I will go Bucky Irving running back at Oregon. Um, I think the ceiling's capped here because he's undersized, but he's so much fun. He's super explosive. Uh, he's a good receiver, incredibly efficient there at Oregon. Uh, even relative to his teammates, he was super efficient. I think he's a, he's a 1B in the NFL in the future. At the 606, I'm going to take Antoine Wells Jr. or Juice Wells, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Um, had a great year transferring up there, and Spencer Rattler's back, and I think I think Juice Wells going to blow it up once again. Oh boy, I don't know what I'm doing here. Ah, oh, this feels gross. I'll take JJ McCarthy. I yeah, don't. I, think I, I was going to take him soon. I was going to take him soon. I I don't think he's very good, uh, but some people do, and I'm not always right. 
even though I, I don't like to admit that. Um, he has the pedigrees of former five stars playing in Michigan, one of the best teams in the country, finished out the year strong um, besides the national championship game. But even then, he flashed a little bit. I don't know. The upside's there. It, this is good value, even though it doesn't feel good. So I feel like at the 608, I, ha- I have to take the starting Alabama running back. <laughs> I'm going to take Jace McClellan running back for Alabama. I mean, Nelly took the, the young, young bucks there, but I mean, Jace McClellan got 111 carries to Jameer Gibbs, 151. Like McClellan's not going away. He's probably the starter. And as unexciting as he is, you know, if he starts and plays well, then he can Kenny McIntosh it and get drafted. Yeah, he's been my top available for a while, but I didn't want to triple dip into that. Tri- triple, come on, he could have triple dipped. Uh, no, instead, let's let's go back to the Georgia backfield. I think Andrew Paul is a legit shot to be good. Uh, he, he tore his ACL this past year, but camp reports were great on him. Um, uh, it's still pretty wide open. Like we assume, Brant Robinson's going to be the guy. He's probably going to be the guy. There's enough carries to go around there, and if Andrew Paul is good, he can he can prove it he'll have the opportunity to i'm gonna go with uh 610 with i I think kind of a forgotten running back who was injured in that fault mccaskill Mm. running back out of houston very athletic Uh, i think he tore his acl so he's out for most of the season this year but uh someone that's out for the entire season this year but um so 16 touchdowns is a true freshman I think Houston's gonna have a sneaky good offense as well. I love that pick. I was gonna go him, go with him here at the six eleven. Oh man, just happened. I sniped you! Wow. Uh, they're gonna run the ball more. I mean, they have to. They barely ran it last year, and they're Clayton Tune's gone. Uh, he's gonna be fun. Um, six eleven. Let's go. Let's go down Hayden, running back at Ohio State. My uh, my second Ohio State running back. Uh, I wish, I hope he transfers. I don't think he's going to. I think it's too late at this point, but there's a bit of a logjam there. But when he played this past year, which happened because of injury, he looked very good. Um, another, he was a true freshman this past year. He, he still has time. He could sit this year. And if both Mayan Williams and Trevion Henderson go to the NFL, that's, which is a very real possibility, we could be looking at Dallin Hayden leading the backfield the following year. And, and he'll take advantage of that. So 6'11, give me Dallin Hayden. Six twelve. I'm going to take a name that everyone knows at the six twelve, and that's Frank Gore Jr., running back out of Southern Miss. Broke the bowl single game record for rushing yards. He's one ninety five. He's probably going to bulk up to two hundred pounds. I think Frank Gore is criminally underrated in the Debbie community, which I which I, I wouldn't think a junior would be. I don't know why he hasn't transferred up. Like right, I guess he can. Frank Gore could start in most programs in the country. I think the NFL's gonna like the bloodline's gonna draft him. That's a fun one. <laughs> Is he even on your board, Nelly? He's not on my board. He's, not he's, on too, your board. he's too small. He's 195 he's, pounds. It's tiny. He's 5'8. That's that's, that's that's that that BMI's off the charts. He's like on. his ceiling is Devin Singletary. Look, if he gets Devin Singletary draft capital, this is a good pick. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, you can't go. <laughs> I'm not going to knock you too much. 
Oh man. Um, all right, let's uh, let's let's recap this six round, and we'll be on our way. Six oh one, Chris Marshall, wide receiver, Mississippi. Six oh two, Aranda Gaston, the second wide receiver, Syracuse. Six oh three, Devin Brown, quarterback, the Ohio State University. Six oh four, Roderick Robinson, uh, running back at Georgia. Uh, for that one, and we have at the 605, um, Bucky Irving running back out of Oregon at the 606, Antoine Wells Jr., wide receiver, South Carolina, 607, JJ McCarthy, quarterback, Michigan, 608, running back, uh, Jace McMillan out of Alabama, 609, Andrew Paul, running back, Georgia, 610, Alton McCaskill, running back, Houston, 611, Dallin Hayden, running back, Ohio State, and 612, Frank Gore Jr., running back out of Southern Miss as Mr. Irrelevant. I wish Brock Purdy showed us all can be so relevant. Um, good draft, man. That was, that was fun. I like, you know what? I like going rounds four to six more than one to three. I think that's fun. I mean, one to three, everyone, most people know those names. This, this is when it kind of, this is when you have to dig and, and you just have to look a little bit more. Well, and I think you get a sense of, when things get jumbled late, you know, there's different strategies. You attack some aging guys that might play well. They're going to get playing time. You attack incoming freshmen where legitimately, I mean, there is a big old log jam in college football right now. Still uh, a lot of older players. So I think it's tough. And you think you got to balance, balance your drafts. I think it's an important strategy depending on what your direction is. Yeah. It, I, I think there's a ton of value in drafting those older guys too, even if it feels gross. Like no one wants to take them, but at a certain point, they're still probably going to be pros in some some respect. And we're always about value, so you can trade them for more later. That that's a win. Uh, let's let's do a quick history minute, and then we'll do our buy sells unknown stock. Uh, this history minute was suggested in the Discord, which you can join for free by Tide Twenty Twenty One. Uh, and we're talking insurance today, Nelly, the most exciting history topic. Look, we, we have had um, numerous football players insure themselves in case they got injured. Deshaun Watson had a $10 million insurance policy. Uh, Miles Jack, linebacker from UCLA, had a um, he had insurance policy. He went 36 overall, would have kicked in at 45. And uh, maybe the biggest... Ifu Ekpre Alamu, cornerback out of Oregon, who I'm pro- probably no one but me remembers. He actually won a $3 million lawsuit um, for his insurance policy because he dislocated his kneecap in 2014. And the the company that does this insurance for athletes, there's really one specific one, and that's Lloyd's of London. And their story is kind of interesting because it literally started, uh, a guy named Edward Lloyd started a coffee house in london in the 17th century like insurance had been around forever um literally insurance is in the code of Hammurabi, 1780 bc (laughs) like there's been insurance for some things forever that was you know usually health that kind of deal but edward lloyd had this coffee house back back in the 17th century coffee houses there's a bunch certain groups of people get together there just like talk things out his was for ship owners Hey, man, all, all the ship owners do is tell these stories of how their ship sank or they lost cargo and all this stuff. So Edward Lloyd started to offer insurance for them, for their shipping, you know, for their ships, for their cargo, and made out like a, a bandit in this insurance industry. 
um, and started to make so much money that he started Lloyd's of London and they are willing to insure almost anything. Um, some of the most famous or weirdest Mariah Carey once insured her voice for $36 million. Gene Simmons from kiss um, insured his tongue for $1 million. <laughs> Uh, Tom Jones. Do you, know, do you know who Tom Jones is, Nelly? I don't. Uh, that's okay. Tom Jones insured his chest hair for $5 million, his iconic chest hair. Okay. Um, but, but they don't insure everything. Um, they declined. Stanley Kubrick, he wanted to ensure that an alien invasion did not happen before his movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey, released. <laughs> they would not insure him for that. I think they should have taken it because it did. There's no alien invasion. I don't know. Um, but that's Lloyd's of London. Thank you, Tide, for suggesting that. I love it. So I, I'll tell you what. I remember what was Ike. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember him. He was supposed to be great. He, he, stuck he was for a little bit, right? He did he get drafted in the seventh round by the by the um, Browns? Am I remembering that right? Oh man, I, I think you're right though. He did get drafted in the seventh round. Um, if you got the team right, that'd be pretty impressive. So I yeah, was a Cleveland. bit of an Oregon fan back in the day. Uh, you, you were into the jerseys. I love the jerseys. Michael yeah. James, best running back of my oh, lifetime. It's my, my NCAA 14 team right there. <laughs> Michael James <laughs> had to for all the jerseys. Yeah. The jersey selection was absurd. <laughs> um, you you want to start by sell unknown? Sure. Yeah, I can start. Uh, I'm buying uh, Drake May. Um, and that's probably an interesting buy because I think he went number two overall in our draft. He's, he's pretty well regarded. That being said, I think there's still some hesitation with him. I think people think, oh, he's, he's losing Josh Downs. Oh, he's losing Phil Longo. Um, he, he has to regress. And I don't, th- I'm not as worried about him as most. Like I'll still take him at number two overall over Marvin Harrison Jr. And over, um, over any of the running backs. And I think at this point, this that's a slightly unpopular opinion. But they're bringing in Tez Walker, they're bringing in Nate McCollum, they have Kobe Pacer, they have a couple other guys already in the building who are pretty solid wide receivers. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's he has all the tools to be a, a, a very high first-round pick next year. Uh, and he doesn't necessarily need to match what he just did because what he just did last season was already very, very good. Um, he just needs to be good again. Uh, so I'm pretty confident in him. I'm going to go and try and buy him. Uh, my sell is um, new Texas wide receiver, Adonai Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell. Um, I think in most six-round Debbie drafts that you see, I think he would be he would be drafted. Um, and I didn't take him here because I don't think he's I don't think he's worthy of a pick in, in the top six rounds. Um, there's like some talk, some speculation, not talk, but like I've seen people, people say that they think that he's going to take over as the number one wide receiver from Xavier Worthy. And I, I, I just think that's blasphemous. I, I don't think he's on that level and I'm not even sure he's guaranteed to be the number two there. I think he can provide value there. Um, but they have a slew of good wide receivers there. Jordan Winnington's not going anywhere. Isaiah Nayor is coming back from injury. They're bringing in like a bunch of good freshman wide receivers as well. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to get, I don't know, like 40 receptions for 500 yards as like a ceiling. I don't, I don't think there's much more than that there. So, so I'll sell him because I've, I've seen some hype building for him there. 
my unknown is Cam Ward, quarterback at Washington State, who we probably haven't talked about in a little while. He's he's so interesting because he's so fun to watch. He navigates a, a pocket very very well. Like he looks like he's like he looks like he's Pat Mahomes in the pocket, and then he doesn't do anything with the ball. But he has arm strength. He has arm talent. The talent's there. They're bringing in some intriguing wide receivers there. I'm not sure if they're necessarily good. I, I like Kyle Williams from UNLV. He's transferring there. They're also bringing in Josh Kelly from Fresno State. Both guys were, were good G5 wide receivers. And the Pac-12, is it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of offense. That said, I don't know if he is still a Devi asset. And, and I do think he's on Devi rosters from last year. I just I don't know what to do with him. I don't know how he's going to develop. No, I've, I've, I think all those are fair. I think I actually agree with them. Well, maybe we'll have to, we'll have to talk some more Drake May at some point on the pod too, because I think it's an interesting conversation of like who you trade for him. Uh, I'm going NFL edition here. My buy is Samaj P. Ryan. Um, free agent this year. I think he will sign with the Bengals again. Out snap Joe Mixon against the Chiefs in the playoffs. I think you can get him super cheap, late third. Get him as a toss-in and a deal. You know, maybe you can trade Jamal Williams for like Pirine in the third. I think if Pirine resigns with the Bengals, he's not going away. I think there's a slight chance he signs into a, a committee and gets a pretty decent role. He's looked good. So he's kind of late target uh, for me. Uh, my sell is Cooper Cup. I feel I feel like I said Cooper Cup a couple uh, earlier a month ago or whatever. But I, I just – I don't think the Rams are going to be that good. I know Sean McVay's back. Is Matthew Stafford going to be healthy? The O-line's still in shambles. They don't have a first-round pick. Um, Cooper Cup will still perform. Like, he'll be fine. But right now, his ADP, uh, according to DLF, he's going around Devonta Smith. Give me Devonta Smith. He's going around Drake London. Give me Drake London. He's going around Chris Olave. Give me Chris Olave. Like, if I can get a younger receiver on that same tier, even if I have a good team, I'm probably trading Cooper Cup for it. Um, worth a shot. My unknown is... Derek Carr, quarterback for someone next year. But, you know, what? he's he's probably going to be a starter, right? So, like, I've seen him go for early seconds, 202, 203, 204. I, th- I think I trade the pick for him and take the chance in Superflex. But it just feel, it feels bad, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, you're right. He's going to be a starter. The The – QB situation around the league is bleak. It is not deep. He's a he's a top thirty-two quarterback at worst. So I get it, but it feels gross. Yeah, yeah. Those always feel gross. Those those are usually the right moves to make. So all right, we're we're gonna end it up. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, from Shane Nelly and from Drunk Kane in Mexico. Have a wonderful rest of your day.